Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Hope you're having a fantastic week, a fantastic start to the month of May. Crazy that we're already in the month of May. That's my customary welcoming you and being shocked that it's uh, another month here in the calendar year. This is the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show, and I will start off by saying I sincerely apologize for the lack of an episode last week. Had stuff come up, but did get the scathing fan mail. And don't worry, it won't happen again. Apologies. No episode last week. Got a relatively short show today, but do have some pretty interesting things to get into, at least things that I think are pretty interesting, including revisiting a topic that has sort of come back to the surface in terms of the status of college basketball and its importance in the young man's decision to go to the NBA. But again, this is the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe Podcast Network. Your Number one podcast network for professionals. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? I am Jonas Nordman. I am coming to you live on the same day. I just got my second vaccination shot, my Fauci ouchie. Um, so I am playing hurt, but I'm tough. I'm a Bill Self type of player. I play defense. No excuses. And, you know, I don't want to hear anything if a player isn't playing someday or some game. You know, he's got a hurt knee. He's torn a ligament. I don't want to hear it. I'm here doing great podcast work after getting an ouchie, after getting a little boo-boo. Uh, stay tuned for my symptoms later in the evening. I'm expecting the fetal position, some chills, and a long evening. Or maybe not. I had nothing after the first one. Who knows? Regardless, things seem to be opening back up. So if you're out there going on a walk, if you're at a newly opened restaurant or indoor dining, you know, popping the headphones just because you're there eating alone doesn't mean you can't have the company of great Jayhawk basketball talk. Um, of course, you can get this at any platform, but you figured that out by now, especially if you've been listening. So where to start? Let's start real quickly with some quick news uh, with Andrea Hootie. Again, this sort of circles back to just Jayhawk basketball. Overall, University of Texas has a new head coach, Shaka Smart out. He went to Marquette. Sucks for them. In comes Chris Beard to the University of Texas, where former strength and conditioning coach and director of performance or whatever the title was, Andrea Hootie, had left Kansas, went to Texas within the conference. A little, you know, iffy there. And with the new regime, you know, Chris Beard wants to do his own thing. Out goes Andrea Hootie. She has now taken over the same position for UConn. The women's side. So still a really prestigious opportunity. And in fact, it's all coming full circle. Remember, before she came to Kansas, she was working at UConn with the men's side. But you could argue she's had a higher profile program now than the one she just left. Texas men's basketball, yes, has the opportunity to be in the spotlight to do big things. But UConn women's basketball is at the forefront of college women's basketball. Biggest, most successful most prominent program 
And so congratulations to her. It's a step up. She's going back to her roots in stores. And best of luck on the Northeast. Getting out of Big 12 country, which sucks for her. But going to UConn, which will be fun. I got that out of the way. I, I want to revisit a topic. I believe it might have been around this time last year. Honestly, who really cares about the NBA G League and its new rule? But the whole thing about players in the G League and skipping college has become a bit more relevant recently. So last year, I delved into the topic of, well, with this new G League rule, where players don't have to go to college, they can go straight from high school, get paid $100,000. They will play alongside professionals, get a little seasoning in the G League, and then be eligible for the draft, right? Is this the end of college basketball? Sort of the end of the NCAA? And I theorized, quite brilliantly, if I do say so, <laughs> that, no, it's not going to make a difference. Because one thing that college basketball does that the G League does not is raise your profile. People are watching college basketball. Sometimes half the battle in the NBA draft is notoriety. You think Lonzo Ball was going to get drafted second overall by the LA Lakers? I think it was 2017. If he didn't go on that magical run in Los Angeles, the kid from Chino Hills, California, the one with the loudmouth Southern California dad, no, the Lakers had that number two pick. Instead of, you know, watching the tape and seeing that De'Aaron Fox out of Kentucky just a few months ago in the NCAA tournament had eaten up Lonzo Ball alive in a head-to-head battle. And De'Aaron Fox has had a very good career with the Sacramento Kings. Lonzo Ball has already been traded, has his moments, both good and bad. But the narrative was built. This is the next Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson's making the draft. They got to get this kid number two. There's a lot of narrative that goes into the NBA draft. Sure, best player available, all that, best fit. But it makes a difference. The exposure makes a difference, as well as the developing of your play. I, I mentioned it last, last year as well. I'll get into that in just a second. Why am I talking about this? I'm sort of bearing the lead. So... Earlier this week, actually just two days ago, May 4th, Jalen Green, who you may be wondering, who in tarnation is that? Why do I care about Jalen Green? This is a kid who is going to be a top five pick in the upcoming NBA draft. But he chose the route of skipping college, and he played in the G League. This is the most high-profile player to do, to do so. He was up there with Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley. Same breath. But he went and tweeted this. I'm reading a screen grab. I don't know if he deleted it. It doesn't really matter. It's not that controversial. This isn't anything about his character. This is more about truly to pat myself on the back. He tweeted, I know for a fact, if I went to college, it would have been a different talk about who going number one. It's good, though. I love the G League. Prayer hands emoji. It prepared me ahead of a college move. I ain't gone. Stop working. Shrug emoji, laughing emoji. So thank you, Jalen. You just proved my point as to why college basketball has a, a time and a place and is not going anywhere. Because the CBS and Turner contracts for March Madness 
are way more valuable than anything that'll ever happen to you and that $100,000 that you just made in the G League. The ESPN deals, the broadcast, you know, basically the regular season of college basketball, the Fox, Fox Sports deals. Exposure matters. I guarantee he was being scouted in the G League. I guarantee just because he was in the G League and Cade Cunningham and Evan Mobley were in college doesn't mean NBA teams were like, all right, well, one of these playing situations deserves scouts to be at and the other one doesn't. No. The bad teams in the NBA are doing their due diligence on all of these players. Jalen Suggs as well from Gonzaga. But the narrative and the heat is on the other kids. Suggs hits that half-court shot to beat UCLA in the Final Four. That's an exciting player. He's had several articles written about him. Hey, did you know he used to play football also in Minnesota? I did know that because he's a big deal playing at a top program and getting a lot of eyeballs on him. You know what I don't know? Any details about Jalen Green's background. I know he's a top recruit. I know that he chose to go to the G League. I don't know how he did. I didn't look up the stats. I don't care. It's the G League. It's not worth my time. It's not worth your time. I don't want to talk about it. We'll see him when he gets to the league. <laughs> Is that irresponsible of me? No. I'm here to talk about what I want and what I think people want to listen to. And that's not G League stats. So I, I talked about this last week, or last week, last year. You know, the players, once this one-and-done rule was implemented, who went overseas, who took the alternate alternative routes to get to the NBA, and really... It's a mixed bag. Again, another advertisement for players going to college. I mean, it's skill development. It's growth development, not physically, internally. Of course, there's guys who went straight from high school to the NBA that were successful. Of course, there's guys who weren't. Kobe, McGrady, Kevin Garnett, some guy named LeBron. Still figuring out this NBA thing, that LeBron guy. Give him time, though. And then, of course, Andrew Bynum, who had a good career but flamed out, attitude issues, didn't grow in college. But in the one-and-done era, and of course, it started with Brandon Jennings, right? Went to Rome, didn't go to Arizona. Probably the most successful guy that I'm about to name off. Solid career. Maybe not the future that he or others expected. Jeremy Tyler, don't know who that is. Emmanuel Moutier, already been traded. A lot of big things expected of him. Drafted high by the Knicks. Was going to go to SMU with Larry Brown. You know, he's just he's, he's not a big-time player. He's in the NBA. He's making a lot more money than I am. And if that's his gauge of success, then he's done very well. Terrence Ferguson, again, having a career. I'm not going to knock a guy. But we're talking about not going to college versus the guys who did and all the success. No, Terrence Ferguson is not an NBA All-Star. And R.J. Hampton, the guy that chose to go to New Zealand over going to Kansas, right? This is his rookie season, and he's already been traded. I could also, you know, for all of you screaming at your, your phones or whatever you listen to the show on, LaMelo Ball, yes. The likely rookie of the year, unless the time missed for uh, hurting his wrist is going to hurt him. 
Anthony Edwards, who went to Georgia, is having a great season also. LaMelo Ball, special situation, right? Basically stopped playing high school basketball uh, as a freshman. And the high school basketball he did play when he came back to the States was a traveling circus, not a real school. So, before you, again, someone starts saying, you know, now that we're back hanging out together more in person, really fun NCAA tournament this past March. But man, did you hear about these kids that can get paid immediately? I think that's going to be it for college basketball. Just now that maybe you're starting to touch people again, handshakes, what have you, don't give them a full slap and maybe a light love touch, love tap to the side of the head and be like, don't be silly. <laughs> the, the the players who are going this route going this path are even admitting you know if I'd gone to college I would have had way more exposure I'd probably go number one I'd say that's a great endorsement to go to college basketball and not the G League yes my final point here yes he got the $100,000 yes he's still going to make a lot of money but <laughs> There's a lot more to pick up each slot you go up in the draft. He's missing out on potential dough. He's missing out on potential earning potential. It's a lot of potentials. And potentially, it could have been a missed opportunity for someone like Jalen Green. Instead, a kid like Jalen Suggs, who was highly regarded, highly recruited, excuse me, but was below Jalen Green has probably shot up above him because of what he did in college, not the G League. All right, you're listening to Believe in Jayhawks Basketball Show. If you disagree with me, let me know, but you're wrong. Anyways, uh, just a, a real quick note here. I want to bring up, speaking of the draft and potential drafts, there's a date to circle on the calendar for Kansas basketball fans. Uh, That would be May 15th, and former Creighton signee and now open recruit Ty Ty Washington (laughs) will be announcing his college decision on that date, May 15th. He's choosing between Arizona, Baylor, national champions, Kansas, Kentucky, LSU, and Oregon. It's going to be tough. And, And I bring up Ty Ty again because Kansas certainly could use all the talent they could have, they could they can get, all the dynamism possible out there. But also, remember the argument all last year, Kansas has no talent. Well, I'm not big on these 2022-2023 mock drafts or anything, but I clicked on, on an article that Bleacher Report released just today on May 6th. And I did it to sort of get a gauge on what people are thinking about the Kansas roster. Really nothing more than that. You know, you you sort of like to know where your team stands just for an informed opinion. Like, the more information, the better, right? Kansas had so much talent issues last year, supposedly. How's that translating to next year's draft? Well, it just so happens that in this mock draft put up by Jonathan Wasserman, who does do quality work. I'll give him credit. There's not one current Kansas Jayhawk 
that would be a first round draft pick in 2022, not for the upcoming draft, although that'll probably be the same case. But I bring up Ty Ty Washington because if you scroll all the way down, la di da di da. Oh, at number 19, potentially. So the 19th best NBA prospect for two drafts from right now, not the one this year. That would be Ty Ty Washington, undecided, undeclared. So if you're a fan that wants as much talent as possible on the team, if you want another potential Jayhawk to root for in the bigs in the show, you know, maybe you're hoping that Ty Ty Washington commits to Kansas in nine days. Yeah, nine days. And that ties right in with the fact that, hey, there's potentially a Jayhawk who could win NBA MVP this year, right? And Joel Embiid. So that'd be pretty cool. It'd be cool to get another name into the NBA. So appreciate your time. Appreciate you listening. Interesting stuff. I I really, when I saw that tweet from Jalen Green, I flipped out. I was like, yeah, you probably would go number one. Who knows what would have happened? But thank you for proving my point. Really interesting stuff. I hope everybody's doing really well, though. The times they are changing. Things are, I don't want to say normalizing per se, but hey, we're creeping, we're crawling. We're making our way through. Hope you had a good Cinco de Mayo in whatever way you celebrate or don't. Doesn't really matter. Appreciate your time. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, of course. I will speak with you next week, I promise. Perhaps we'll start delving into uh, Jayhawks and the pros or even the roster review. I'm putting that off. I don't feel like doing it right now, (laughs) but it has to happen at some point. Um, Take care. We'll speak with you then. And as always, Rock Chalk. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.